Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. What, <laughs> what a weekend this has been. Um, what a day this has been. This has been one of the most salacious days. Um, we have two guilty pleas we're going to talk about, one in just a second and one at the end of the show. You guys already know what's coming. Alice Mack and Felicity Huffman. Alice Mack first, Felicity Huffman at the end of the show. Um, we got some Wendy Williams news. We got um, some Juliana Margulies. Um, and it's just like, what is really going on today? Y'all celebrities are acting out. <laughs> um... Alright, so, we've been talking about Alice and Mac for a while now, actually, um, and the next some sex cult that she spearheaded. And we no longer have to say allegedly, because she confessed. She pled guilty. Um, and this was not unexpected. Um, last week... Rumors started circulating that she was looking for a plea deal. Um, <clears throat> and part of that was because she knew she was she knew she was going to be found guilty. There was no way in hell that she was that an acquittal was even on the table. The best she could have hoped for was a, a a hung jury. But even at that, that was taking a really big risk, and I don't think one that was necessarily worth... Um, there, there was no potential upside to that because she would have been given a new trial, and um, frankly, she was going to be sent to jail no matter what. This way, she might she might get jail time, but I don't think it's going to be quite as long. Um, and if there's a deal on the table, which um, I'm not sure about, but if there's a deal on the table, then she may get um, a reduced sentence and might avoid even more jail time. This is what she had to say. Um, she was in a Brooklyn court, and she was sobbing. And she said, I am here to plead guilty before your honor. I must take full responsibility for my conduct. I am very sorry for my role in this case. I'm very sorry to my family and to the good people I hurt through my misguided adherence to Nixon leader Keith Renau's, Rainier's teachings. She... She admitted to keeping a, a a sex slave who would perform services for her. Uh, and she said that the system was designed to make them think they could suffer serious harm if they didn't perform the services because they would hand over documents to other people. And she continued saying, I was a member of a secret society founded by Keith Rainier. I concealed Keith Rainier's role as the head of DOS. 
And then when the judge asked if she had a clear head, she said, yes, but I did have one, one beer last night. Let me just stop right there. If I was about to confess, if I was about to plead guilty to all these damn charges, it would not be one beer, okay? Either she's lying, or she has much more willpower than I do. Um, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I could not, I could not confess to all of these charges and just have one drink. I would lose my mind. Um, she faces 40 years in prison. Although, again, the, no, nobody knows for sure if she has a cooperation deal or any kind of um, plea arrangement with the prosecutors. I would, I want to venture a guess and say she, uh, either she does, <coughs> um, and they're keeping it kind of quiet right now, um, which, this was the part of the rumor last week is that she was working with prosecutors and handing over potentially useful information to them. Um, I don't know exactly at this point what she could have, um, but she was, she was second in command of, of this cult. So it's likely she had a lot of documents and Keith Rainier better watch his ass because she is going to do everything to keep hers out of jail. And I'm going to do everything I can to keep you guys entertained, which means I have to go and take a break and be right back. And I'm back. So, I forgot to warn you guys. I think this might actually end up being a supersized episode because there's so much shit. Like, you know, I'm laughing, but... Really? And this is almost like a true crime episode. Like a Hollywood true crime, except not everyone is in Hollywood. There's Brooklyn, there's Chicago, there's Boston. I think I think everyone is, all these celebrities are everywhere but L.A. Um, oh. I'm laughing, but seriously, though, like, what, what the hell is wrong with these people? Um. Anyways, Kim Fox, who um, is the Chicago prosecutor, she's also, her office is the one that decided to drop the charges against Josie Smollett. And this has, of course, led to a huge controversy. Um, And here's the thing, like, Normally, when there's a huge controversy, it's kind of split down liberal and and conservative. But this time, there are some conservatives who are like, yeah, this this was the right decision. And there are some liberals who are like, "Mm, nope, he's guilty. Why why did you do this? And there's people on both sides of the issue from all political spectrums. And it's very odd. Very, very odd. Um... And, um, her office has come under fire for, for dismissing the charges against him and what they call deferred prosecution. But she's kind of like, hmm, y'all don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> Except she says it in legalese. 
Uh, here's her statement. I've been asking myself for the last two weeks, what is this really about? As someone who has lived in the city who came up in the projects of this city to serve as the first African-American woman in this role, it is disheartening to me that when we get in these positions, somehow the goalposts change. Okay, see, this is what this is what I'm talking about. Y'all are just... In, one of the things that bothers me about this whole situation, as I said before, especially in the deep dives, is it's almost like they were trying... They were trying this case in the press. They were... They weren't actually trying to get a conviction. They were trying to ruin somebody's name and reputation in order to help themselves politically. I'm looking at Rahm Emanuel. Um, um, Police Chief Johnson. Because that's what really happened. He took this investigation... And kept blasting it out to the press with very flimsy evidence. But because he comes from a place of authority, people took him at his word. And I don't know, something just feels wrong about that. Um... Kim Fox says she welcomes a special investigation into the case because this is one of over 6,000 where she has done this. Um, the police, the Chicago police have called for her resignation and held a no confidence vote against her, but it doesn't seem like she's about, it doesn't seem like she's willing to give up her post just yet. And here's, she argued against um, a conviction even being a home run. She said, aspects of the evidence and testimony would have made securing a a conviction against Smollett uncertain. And she was trying to save prosecutors' resources for more serious crimes. And... One of the things that I think is really interesting here, um, depending on who you speak to, um, Tim Fox recused herself from the case because she was speaking with um, one of Jesse Smollett's relatives while the investigation was going on. But some people say she didn't recuse herself all the way, which, of course, led to the blind item from Blind Gossip that said she was kind of pressured from higher-ups to drop to drop these charges. And, um... She didn't answer questions about <clears throat> why she had the record sealed and why she didn't ask for a guilty plea from Jesse Smollett. My guess... Um, and this is just an outsider no legal experience myself. Um, my guess is there was no way in hell Jesse was ever going to plead guilty. 
He has maintained his innocence and he was going to continue to do that. Even though his public image right now is tarnished, legally speaking, he can say, I was exonerated. There's nothing on my record. This was a very unfortunate incident that happened. But they realized that I was not guilty. And he could have forced them to go to trial. And it would have ended more than likely in his acquittal. Which would have been a black eye for Chicago prosecutors. And for the police department. And would have opened up Jesse to sue them for wrongful prosecution. Just a thought. And another thought is, is I need to take a break. So I'm going to go and be right back. And I'm back. So... Over the weekend, I went out and I bought the ladies who punched from um, the the inside story of what goes on backstage at the View. Because why wouldn't I? This is like right up my alley, and I'm hoping that will lets me get away with writing this off as a business expense <laughs> since I talk about it so damn much on on the show. Um. You guys can almost hear him growling and yelling at me that this is not a business expense. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I haven't started reading it because I'm in the middle of reading another book right now, but I am so looking forward just to digging in um, and reading this because it's going to be good. And um, there's going to be a sequel at some point because this Megan McCain Joy Behar feud is getting good. Um, I okay. For, first of all, I don't know if they if they're actually feuding or if it's just an on-air um, antic, but. I, I'm gonna venture to guess that there's some hostility between the two of them. Um, May, uh, Megan McCain snapped. They were having a conversation about during a hot during the hot topics. Um, they were talking about former. Um, Defense of Homeland Security leader Kristen Nielsen resigning. And because she wasn't extreme enough for Trump's immigration policies. And um, they were talking about, you know, Joy Behar was saying, you know, let's give these countries, let's give these countries um, aid and you know, let's help them build houses. Let's give them food. Let's make sure that they're okay so they're happy and they don't need to come to America. You know, if they're happy, no one wants to leave their home country to go to a foreign land, especially one that's especially hostile towards immigration as of late. And Megan McCain got nasty about it. And here, I'll read you... The, the excerpt um, McCain said give, the, give in 
Nicaraguan house, we've had a bunch of liberal guests who do not want to send in aid at all. And Joy Behar said, I'll, I'll listen, you just let me finish. And McCain got really nasty and said, part of your job is to listen to me. Just saying. And Whoopi Goldberg, who is back after a long, um, a long leave of absence due to an illness, was not having that shit. She said, so here's the deal. Here's what's not going to happen today. We're not going to do this. Everybody gets a conversation piece. Everyone gets to say their piece. And we don't need to comment if we don't like what we're hearing. Just let's let folks talk. And then she turned to Joy and said, finish what you were saying. But Joy Joy had forgotten by that point because she was so angry. And it, this was not... This was not, you know, like a... Uh, a senior moment, for lack of a better phrase. This was Joy being pissed. Um, you know, and if you frequent the View group like I do, um, both the ABC-sponsored and the one that's run by um, someone else, you'll see Megan McCain is actually very unpopular and as I've mentioned um, numerous times, and I get yelled at, um, but I have the ex- I have the exclusive that she's on the chopping block. It will be very very interesting if she doesn't get the pink slip. Um, I was guessing that it was going to happen at the end of the season, but because Abby Huntsman is pregnant, they may. They may hold off on firing her until Abby gets back from maternity leave. Um, But make no mistake about it. Megan McCain will be fired. Not because she keeps going after Joy. That's actually good for ratings. But when when a host is that unpopular, they get rid of them. Um, And it seems like they have a real problem with the conservative host... Um, because uh, Jedediah Bila was actually very, very good, and she seemed to be very popular, but she wasn't conservative enough. So, I, and they're trying to balance out the conversation. So Fox News and and other people quit saying that they're that they have a liberal bias. When I think they should just go full tilt and own. You know what? Yeah, we are a more liberal panel. And it's okay. Do you think Fox and Friends is upset because they have more of a conservative bias? No, they don't give a fuck. So why should The View? I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So... (laughs) You know, normally th- this is when we would um, do the special segment of blind item or drunk, um, drunk politics or drunk writing or, I don't know, something drunk. Because, <laughs> you know, the whole damn podcast isn't that. <laughs> okay. This is why I'm not allowed to do this. This is why I'm, I'm supposed to be um, scripting everything out. I never do, but 
<laughs> so, Julianne Margulies um, shot the fame on ER. And then, um, she was cast as lead actress in The Good Wife. Uh, and here's the thing. With The Good Wife, this was a prestige drama for CBS. And Julianne Moore is a fantastic actress. I don't think anyone would ever argue differently. Um, there were, there were rumors that she was very unprofessional, um, and she refused to film scenes with one of her co-stars, who happened to play her best friend, and I mean, who hasn't done that? Who hasn't gone into work and said, I know I'm supposed to get along with this person, but no, I'm not going to do that today. Uh, Um... And they, they didn't shoot any scenes together for seasons. Until I... And I, I know her name. I just, it's at the tip of my head. And I just... It's not coming out. Anyways, she left. Because she was... The best friend... The actress who played the best friend left because She was so unhappy with the working conditions. And Juliana Marquilles was an executive producer on the show. Which made that even worse. Um... But here's the thing. They didn't even get through a quick bar scene together. It had to be green screened. Um, and fans, you know, fans were really excited to see these two share a screen together. Or, or share the screen together again, the scene. And they were so mad when they realized that it that it was green screen and cut and pasted together. Um, but of course, the show went on um, for at least two more seasons, I believe. And when it ended, um, the creators, I think it's Robert and Michelle King, created a spinoff called The Good Fight. Starring um, Christine Baranski. And a bunch of the old... um, A bunch of people from The Good Wife moved over. Including Christine Baranski. Um, And the show is... It it took a minute to get on its feet. But the... It became super duper popular. And... uh, Allegedly... They... The Kings wrote... A whole arc for Julianne Margulies, and but she said she had to turn it down because CBS wouldn't pay her. Um, so. Here's what she says. Um, Juliana Margulies told Deadline that the CBS All Access show did offer her um, the stint and they offered her guest star pay. 
And she said, I am not a guest star. I started the whole thing with a good wife. I wanted to be paid my worth and stand up for equal pay. If John Hamm came back for a Mad Men spinoff or Kiefer Sutherland wanted to do a 24 spinoff, they would be paid. To be perfectly honest, I was shocked. I was more surprised than her. I thought, what are you worth? If you are worthless, if you are not valued for your work, then what's the point? And here's the thing. I mean, she's not wrong. She's, she's definitely not wrong. Um, but I do think that there, I, 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 I'm of two minds right now, like, because I, bravo to her for standing up for her worth and, and not doing something she didn't want to do. On the other hand, this is not a network show. This is a streaming show. And while I totally understand wanting to get your your worth, that also needs to be taken into consideration. You know, and, it, and this isn't like a Netflix or a, an Amazon that have deep pockets. This is a CBS All Access. And they're not as... Um, they're not as um, free with their money. I mean, they cancel shows right away on CBS All Access. Like, they'll play your for, they'll give you the full season, but they'll cancel it in a heartbeat. So, I don't know. Like, that's. I'm kind of um, bravo, but also maybe don't shoot yourself in the foot if you ever want to be on one of their shows. That's all I'm saying. And I'm going to go and be right back. And I'm back. So I guess I didn't have to add another section to this like I thought I was going to. So, yay. (laughs) But also... We covered a lot of ground today. We ought to be proud of ourselves. <laughs> okay. Um, so, as you all know, Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin have been accused of male fraud, among other crimes, in the college bribery scandal. And... You know, there's been rumors that um, this has put a strain on Felicity Huffman's marriage to William H. Macy. Uh, he was totally, you know, I don't want to say he was in on it because he wasn't indicted, he wasn't charged with anything, but he definitely knew about it because he participated in a conversation um, for the second daughter, for their second daughter. Um, so it's kind of. Um, I think he didn't get charged because they didn't actually do anything. They talked about it, and then they declined. But since she, but since Felicity Huffman did it with the first daughter, um, and you know there, 
there could be nothing to the rumors of trouble in paradise between Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy. Um, that will, time will only tell with that. Um, but, on the other hand, what we do know is she is pleading guilty um, to the charges against her. And it was said, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, but it was said when this whole thing started that any kind of plea deal would have to result in some jail time. Now, I'm not saying that that's not true, but I would, um, I would definitely say this. Felicity Huffman is pleading guilty for a reason, and it's not because she's guilty. My guess is she's pleading guilty because she's not going to end up going to jail. It's a white-collar crime at, at worst. Um, what I'm guessing is going to happen is probation and a hefty fine, which she'll pay and then try to rebuild her career after this. Um, and she's one of 15, I think, I think it was like 15 parents, um, that pled guilty. Lori Lachlan, surprisingly, was not among them. Or maybe it's not such a surprise because Lori Lachlan really seems to believe that this is just one of her Hallmark movies and nothing bad is going to happen to her. Um, anyways, back to Felicity Huffman. Here is what Felicity had to say. I am pleading guilty to the charge brought against me by the United States Attorney's Office. I am in full acceptance of my guilt and with deep regret and shame over what I have done. I accept full responsibility for my actions and will accept the consequences that stem from those actions. I am ashamed of the pain I have caused my daughter, my family, my friends, my colleagues, and the educational community. I want to apologize to them and especially I want to apologize to the students who work hard every day to get into college and to their parents who make tremendous sacrifices to support their children and do so honestly. My daughter knew absolutely nothing about my actions and in my misguided and profoundly wrong way, I have betrayed her. This transgression toward her and the public I will carry for the rest of my life. My desire to help my daughter is no excuse to break the law or engage in dishonesty. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you do an apology. And yes, um, like I said, there's definitely going to be some sort of punishment. My guess is a fine, maybe some probation, maybe some community service. Um, I don't expect her to get any jail time. I don't think she has any prior convictions. Um, I'm also going to go out on the limb here and say that um, since she's among the first to plead guilty, they may go a little bit lighter on her than the next wave because she's not wasting the the prosecutor's resources. Um, we 
again, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, uh, Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy and their kids have really kept a low profile throughout this whole thing. Um, as opposed to Lori Lachlan and her husband and Olivia Jade and her other daughter, and Lori Lachlan's other daughter. Um, they all kind of seem to raise their profiles during this whole thing. Um, Lori Lachlan, last week we talked about this, went through and shook everyone's hands during her court appearance. Um, Olivia Jade has lost almost all of her sponsors, including Sephora, where um, it's said that she was making ten to $20,000 per sponsored post on Instagram. Plus, she had her own makeup line. So, first of all, clearly, I am in the wrong business because... I can't even get a Big Mac for what I do. So, let's talk about that. But this this chick is out there getting $15,000 to copy and paste what some advertiser writes for her and post a selfie. I can do that. I really can do that. You know, what the hell, man? Like, give me ten to $15,000 per post. I promise you I will, I will make it worth your while. Um, when I read those numbers, I got really angry. I was like... I talk about vodka all the damn time on Facebook. You would think Smirnoff or Levita or Tito's would be like, Sir, you're always talking about us. Here's some, here's some money. But no. Tito's doesn't offer me no sponsored posts. What's that about? <laughs> Do I need to change my name? To... Emerald Head? Is that how I get sponsored posts? (laughs) Alright, I'm gonna go think about Felicity Huffman pleading guilty and not be bitter about Olivia Jade making so much money. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening as always. And until tomorrow, cheers.